Meantime, let's continue with our conversation. Uh, let me welcome on to uh, the radio Tersha Jacobs. She is an economist at Investec. Tersha, good morning to you. Good morning, Kathy. And to all your listeners. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. It, it could well be too soon to have clear estimates of what the cost of uh, this this damage, this looting is going to be. But from your perspective as an economist, what are the areas that you are mostly looking at right now that you believe have to be restored before we can even get into uh, estimating or, or trying to estimate the cost of this? Cathy, I think the first point is, and this is the first priority, it is to normalize the um, situation from a security point of view. Mm. You know, I think that obviously, you know, it's been discussed widely that the, the vacuum in, in security, you know, to arrive, you know, at the various areas on time actually allows the momentum to to increase, right? So I think um, very important to arrest it. Um, yeah, so that is the, the key issue. The second issue, obviously, is that in certain areas, um, there are um, food shortages as well as health shortages. And I think to get that flow back into those areas is um, critical. How is the flow into the areas going to be restored when these shops have been destroyed? The actual buildings that have been housing these different stores have been de- have, have have been destroyed. Kathy, um, you know, I would think from government's perspective, um, and obviously NGOs, there could be areas where, um, you know, some emergency mm. um, spots can be erected. And um, so I think um, behind the scenes, there are many things happening that we are not aware of. Um, and I think that perhaps, you know, when you look at the news flow, the very negative images that we're seeing, you know, you don't always see the people behind the scenes that are working to address these issues. But what I do understand is is that, you know, we should take courage of that, you know, whatever is happening, whatever is being discussed is is of very high importance. Mm. So, 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 so from your perspective, there must be a plan that is made, even if it is the setting up of these temporary infrastructure um, to be able to ensure that communities are able to get food, are able to get the supplies that they need. I think so. And then obviously the, the next point is, you know, to assess the damage. You know, so a lot with the infrastructure that has been destroyed, we know a lot of it is in the formal sector, but obviously in the informal in sec, um, informal sector as well. Tisha, mm-hmm. I'm sorry to come in there. I'm just going to ask you to please stand by for me. We have an address from the president who's out in KwaZulu-Natal. I just want to quickly go to hear what the president is saying at this hour. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, so we continue the conversation on the talking point today. Of course, we've just heard from the President Cyril Ramaphosa out in KwaZulu-Natal on an oversight visit. I could see uh, next to him some of the ministers. We had the State Security Minister, Ayanda Tlodlo. We had the Police Minister, Begit Kaile. We also had the Premier of KZNC, Klezi Kalala, with the President during this visit, amongst other officials. Um, he has acknowledged that... Um, 
the 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 best that the police officials tried the best they could, but that they could have done better. He says that they were overwhelmed by the situation and also saying that they had averted the loss of life, that there was much more that could have happened. He described the situation as an assault on the democratic uh, country, as an assault on the democracy effectively of South Africa. And again, speaking on the issue of the former president, crediting the former president for handing himself over and saying that they are given consideration to all proposals that have been put before them in as far as that matter is concerned. And we know some of the proposals include a presidential pardon, That's what some have said, that they want to go the route of a presidential pardon. But also, how do we fit what the president is saying in the context of a constitutional court? This is fundamentally a legal matter. So I suppose, is that in the context of the court ruling? Okay, let's just, we're going to have to pause it for there on that issue because so much else coming out of that, so many different threads to come back to. Let me welcome back to the conversation uh, economist at Investec, Tersha Jacobs. Tersha, thank you so much for your genero- generosity in terms of staying on the line and, and being willing to continue this conversation with us. So the president effectively in KwaZulu-Natal, he says to, to lead the armed forces to bring some kind of stability. Do we know yet just the full impact of this on the economy? Kathy, uh, no. You know, we have seen some of the claims coming in is approximately 16 billion or so. So there will obviously be, you know, direct impact. And that is what we're seeing playing out in the food shortages in specific areas, the, the lack of medicines, you know, the COVID rollout that has been um, impacted in KwaZulu-Natal and, you know, in some areas in Gauteng. So, Office, you know, and then how this will play out um, will take some time. So therefore, you know, as we said at the start, very important for the situation to be stabilized mm. um, and also, you know, to, to get, you know, some confidence back in our security forces. I think an important point here is, you know, and I hear what President Ramaphosa is saying that the response in areas has been too slow. But in terms of the, our democracy, you know, you know, and I think it's easier said. In it, it also takes time to to build institutions, and you know, many of these institutions were hollowed out, were broken down during the previous administration. So obviously, what's important is you know we we learning as we're going along, um, we're getting more prepared. So I think you know, combined with the direct effect, you know, we we learning. You know, the security forces are learning. Mm-hmm. We in the private sector are learning. And then, you know, the, the government's response will become quite important. And, you know, I think what becomes very critical is, you know, it's, yes, the cyclical momentum of our economic recovery has been dented, right? There's permanent damage. It's going to take a lot of money to be fixed. Obviously, there are major implications for consumer and business confidence. I listened to, to some of your um, listeners that dialed in, you know, talking about, and they actually raised all the, the key issues. Will mm. people immigrate? Who will be left behind? Mm. But I think, you know, just in terms of restoring South Africa's growth, what is important is that, 
You know, this infrastructure development drive of President Ramaphosa, in other words, that economic reform and, and revival plan, that it gets implemented. You know, and I can't obviously speak for the, for the whole business sector, but what I am seeing and what I'm hearing is that businesses and the banks remain very much committed. So I think the, the first round is let's assess what's happening restore, um, you know, get back to sta- stabilizing South Africa, mm. and then we're going to, to the next round. Um, but from that perspective, as I said, the commitment to South Africa and starting to fix our network industries um, remains, on the, you know, a, a big priority. Let's look at the issue of investor confidence and uh, President Ramaphosa also touching on it a short while ago saying this will not only uh, affect the sentiment uh, for investors who are already in the country but those that are out of the country and perhaps could be looking at uh, South Africa as a potential investment destination. Yes, so, you you know, people will, you know, foreign investors you know, may look at South Africa just through different lenses now because, you know, this kind of disruption has never really been associated with South Africa. You know, and obviously, you know, this risk is now, you know, it's now part of the the, the risk assessment. And, you know, what comes with it is things like higher insurance costs, right? Mm. Um, so... I think it could perhaps become more expensive for foreigners to increase their exposure to South Africa. Hence, the response from our government is absolutely critical. Tosha Jacobs, let me thank you so much for your time this morning and also for coming on to the show to share some of your insights. Tosha Jacobs is an economist at Investec. Okay, so lots of your responses to different parts of the conversation that we, the conversations that we've been having, and of course also the president's addresses. I want to play some of the voice notes that you've been sending us in a short while, but.